Welcome to Ag Annex Talks, a podcast brought to you by the agriculture brands of Annex Business Media. Join the teams behind Top Crop Manager, Potatoes in Canada, Fruit and Vegetable, Manure Manager, and Canadian Poultry Magazines for compelling conversations with some of the most important voices in Canadian agriculture. The Water Table, a Princeco Education Initiative, is proud to sponsor this podcast as part of its mission to enrich the industry through education. Learn more at watertable.ag. That's watertable.ag. Hi, I'm Bree Rohde, editor of Drainage Contractor Magazine. Welcome to a special series within Ag Annex Talks where we profile the groundbreakers. In late 2021, the team at Drainage Contractor decided it was time to recognize the contractors, designers, and water management professionals who are driving the industry forward. Out of that idea came the Groundbreakers, a content program that celebrates the drainage industry's most forward thinkers. Over the next eight weeks, we'll share the Groundbreaker stories and discuss their backgrounds, their thoughts on drainage, the environment, design, and more. Follow along with us. Our first groundbreaker is Bruce Schufeld from Morden, Manitoba. After a long public service career with AAFC, Bruce took early retirement and proceeded to start PBS Water Engineering, an independent water resources consultancy. Throughout his career, he's been instrumental in developing and guiding major projects, including the first controlled drainage project in Manitoba. He's also passionate about the development and sharing of beneficial management practices and actively engages in knowledge transfer through speaking at conferences and workshops. His nominator, David Wetter, said about Bruce, Manitoba's water management industry is better off because of his efforts and professional commitment. Now let's hear from Bruce himself. All right, Bruce, so can you start uh, by telling me a little bit about your background in uh, biosystems engineering and what led, you know, from your education to public sector and now your own consultancy? Right. Okay. Well, I um, grew up in southern Manitoba, mm-hmm. made the trek to Winnipeg, took my engineering degree at uh, University of Manitoba and uh, started my master's in um, water resources as well. Um, my wife and I moved to Regina right about the time that I was midstream in that master's program and uh, started working for PFRA. And PFRA is a, um, uh, was a uh, federal um, water and soil resource agency that worked with producers in the prairies and um, it was a pretty good place to work. There was lots of young engineers working there, um, agronomists, uh, biologists. So it was really quite an um, up and coming uh, place to work. So um, worked in Regina for eight years, moved back to Morden, which is sort of close to home, about an hour and a half from where, where we grew up and uh, been raising our family here. And when we moved back to Morden, um, I guess uh, that's sort of when my work in the, the irrigation and drainage kind of took off. So uh, I, I call those kind of complementary uh, um, fields just because one ends dealing with too much water and one's dealing with not enough water. So they're essentially just uh, two ends of the same, uh, same uh, field. So uh, anyways, uh, in Southern Manitoba at that time, there'd been a fairly major drought and uh, the producers were looking to add irrigation to their um, potato growing. And um, at the same time, we were getting some interest uh, in my office uh, from Manitoba Corn Growers Association to look at tile drainage. So it's kind of interesting. We were looking at the wet and the dry both at the same time. Too much water, not enough water. 
Mm-hmm. And on, honestly, during the during the 90s, there was quite a bit of excess moisture. So um, uh, tile drainage kind of started in its infantile uh, stage in the 90s, whereas irrigation was kind of going full bore. And um, yeah, so uh, as, as we move forward into the late 90s, uh, tile drainage was kind of proving itself on farms, mm-hmm. uh, early adopters, if you're kind of, I think, probably familiar with that terminology. Yes. And uh, um, yeah, one farm had tiled something like 5,000 acres by the mid 2000s. So, so it was, uh, it was coming along and um, yeah, so, so in my career with PFRA, probably a large, larger percentage was on irrigation, but I was very interested in tile drainage. We did a, a demonstration project in the mid nineties where we actually installed tile on five different farms and uh, we monitored uh, outlet water quality and flows and tried to see you know, how feasible it was gonna be in Manitoba. Mm-hmm. And then that kind of worked into the, uh, uh, my interest was kind of peaked a little more in the 2000s when uh, all these BMP started coming available. So, um, controlled drainage and, and tile water recycling, all these other kinds of good things that were being promoted, um, you know, mainly elsewhere, maybe not in Manitoba, but mainly uh, being looked at by researchers in upper Midwest US and of course down in Southern Ontario. Yeah, the Transforming Drainage Project has done a lot of that uh, good research in that. Right, so, so that same group of people, I met them pretty early on, probably in the 90s sometimes. So Dr. Gary Sands out of University of Minnesota, Dr. Matt Helmers, and um, uh, one of the people that I met when I was working down in Leamington in the uh, 2000s was uh, Dr. Chin Tan. So Dr. Tan was uh, just a bundle of energy, really interesting guy to learn from. So really uh, got you excited about uh, about drainage and drainage management and uh, water management in general. So, yeah. So, so uh, I took early retirement and, uh, and I, I should say we were pretty lucky to work right across Canada at that time. We worked actually worked on projects up in the Yukon as well as all the way to Newfoundland. So, um, uh, but mainly, you know, my career has been focused in Southern Manitoba and uh, a little bit of time in Southern Ontario. So uh, when I took early retirement in 2000 and, uh, hmm, 2000, let's see, or 13, I guess it was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, decided to start my own business and I was encouraged by the local producers here to do so. Uh, they said they had lots of work for me and it turns out they were right. And I'm still working for a lot of the same companies that I started working for then. Plus, uh, I also do some work for uh, the local tile drainage companies. So there's about seven or eight tile drainage companies in Southern Manitoba. Mm-hmm. operating um, across the province and uh, I should say in the late in around 2009 I think it was I also did some work with Dr. Sri Ranjan out of the University of Manitoba uh, looking at uh, controlled drainage sub-irrigation mm-hmm. on a, one of the farms that I work with as a regular basis now as a client so Mm-hmm. You know, as uh, as the child of an engineer, I, you always hear that retirement is when uh, when the interesting stuff starts because you know it is common for people, many engineers in in all sorts of fields, to go into consultancy. 
after yeah. retiring. So I uh, was wondering if you could kind of tell me a little bit about um, what kind of variety you see now through consulting. Is it safe to say there's a typical day for you or um, do you get to change it up a lot with what you're working on? Well, my typical days sometimes get interrupted by my grandkids these days, but um, <laughs> which, is a, which is a great thing. And uh, we love that. Uh, but um, yeah, typical day, uh, there's sort of a cycle to it, um, depending on whether it's sort of seasonal. So right now in the spring, we're kind of busy trying to finish up some designs. Mm -hmm. uh, we're building a small dam for a producer this year and uh, small, be expensive, but small. And uh, this is one of the irrigation projects. Uh, we're also instrumenting, uh, we're getting ready to instruments on buying some equipment for uh, uh, tile drainage uh, research project that we're doing, I'm doing with David Wetter. Out in southwest Manitoba, and uh, I'm working on procuring some equipment for another farm to monitor stream flow uh, downstream of an irrigation withdrawal on a creek that's groundwater fed, uh, because he needs to meet an environmental act um, licensing requirement. Mm -hmm. And we have, I think, three projects that we're supposed to be writing environmental uh, impact statements for. So. That's ongoing. So today I'm that's finishing. <laughs> yeah, it, that, that's like half of what I'm up to. So it's, um, yeah, so. And that's so started in the drainage contractor magazine pounds on your door and asks to interview you. <laughs> well, and that's fine. I mean, I, I always, uh, maybe less so these days, but I have done a lot of public speaking uh, over the years um, as a function of the other job that I had. And I, I always enjoyed it. It was, it was fun, so. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I do a lot less of that now, but we did some communication things like the fact sheets and, and that was fun. So um, yeah, summertime I get involved with construction, fall time it's more investigation. So uh, drill rigs and surveyors and uh, stuff like that. So yeah, so it's, uh, and uh, as, as I, I took, I think I took out of the text I sent you was, uh, the dreaded report writing. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so now you mentioned a lot of a lot of big names and a lot of very recognizable names in drainage. And over your career, I was just wondering, um, what are some of the most important or impactful connections you've made throughout your career? Yeah, I, I, I'd have to say um, working with uh, um, some of those researchers, especially um, Dr. Tan and Dr. Sands. Mm -hmm. um, they were really good at sharing um, knowledge that they had and knowledge that they'd built up. And um, uh, so that was really helpful in my understanding of tile drainage. Um, of course, the whole, my whole connection with the potato industry in Manitoba has been great. Uh, people that I, like the farms and the producers that I work with, I think on the one farm I'm into the third generation for sure and <laughs> almost the fourth. So it's sort of, uh, it's interesting to see how things progress, right? On, on specific farms and clients that you've dealt with for 25 or 30 years. So yeah, mm -hmm. it's, um, that's lots of fun and very impactful. And I mean, you're obviously doing something for somebody that needs it and wants it. And, you know, it's improving their livelihood and their situation. So yeah, um, yeah so that's, uh, and I guess I should should mention that the, the people that I've worked with, of course, like the uh, firms that I'm working with, uh, two of which are also retired PFRA uh, engineers. One's a geologist and one's a 
to a tech engineer if you're you're knowledgeable about engineering mm -hmm. and um, of course David the agronomist and uh, some of David's former uh, co-workers were really instrumental in uh, educating me on the ways of agronomy and uh, um, impacts of uh, irrigation and drainage on soil health right so yeah mm. That's fantastic because it brings me to my next question, which is that drainage touches so many important aspects of life. You know, there's the agriculture and the economic impact, but also infrastructure and environment, soil health. So um, mm -hmm. because of all the different aspects of drainage, what do you think are some of the important qualities that you really needed to develop as you grew in this field and kind of expanded your footprint? <laughs> well, the, the real trick is trying to understand the limits of your knowledge and then uh, making sure that you're um, working with people that have that proper knowledge. So for instance, uh, my geologist who happens to live on Vancouver Island uh, has been working in Western Canada for 30 some years. Mm -hmm. And uh, just the whole idea of hydrogeology and how it interacts with uh, surficial soils, uh, with tile drainage for, for instance, and uh, with irrigation is kind of an important topic that once you realize uh, the scope of it, then, then you, you want to uh, make sure that you're um, understanding that right from the get-go. It's kind of foundational to, to everything that happens thereafter. Um, yeah, uh, the whole uh, area of water quality is, is really big, I think. Um, Tile drainage is still relatively um, small in terms of you know the, the volume of runoff that's generated within Manitoba, but nonetheless, it, it's a specific point uh, source of, of of water coming into the into the watershed into the into the environment. So mm -hmm. um, that's kind of why we were really interested in um, the nutrient side of the water quality and. That interest actually goes back to the first fact sheet that we issued. I think it was about 1996. So, talked mm -hmm. about the uh, loss of nitrogen fertilizer into the into the water. So, yeah. So that that was uh, interesting. Um, and I mean, there's there's a whole biological um, component, right, to the to soil management, soil health, and uh, mm -hmm. so so that's obviously pretty important. Yeah. Now you've alluded a couple times to uh, the uh, these um, this fact sheet series, the beneficial management practices for agricultural tile drainage in Manitoba. Mm -hmm. Can you tell uh, me a little bit about uh, why you created it and what what uh, its impact has been? The series. Yeah, yeah. The well, um, the the fact sheets were um, a point of discussion with. Uh, with Manitoba agriculture uh, staff over a few years. <laughs> um, you know, I, I worked with uh, some of their staff um, as well as the tile drainage companies. Uh, they have some staff dedicated to uh, tile drainage and irrigation. So, uh, you know, they were colleagues and uh, we'd have discussions. And, you know, one of the things that we thought was missing was just educational, short educational fact sheets that could be used for um, informing um, people of options that they might not have thought of or looking at um, a little more de enough detail so that they could understand the, the uh, intent of the practice and the benefits of the practice and maybe some of the, the you know the, the technical details so 
without getting too sort of engineering uh, <laughs> as because that always kind of scares people off so no um, never <laughs> yeah never no um yeah so uh because I was partners with David in a lot of projects, uh, David Wetter at Agri Earth Consulting, um, uh, we we had a good fit, and Manitoba Agriculture decided that they wanted to move ahead with these fact sheets. They hired us to do it. Um, I know that the fact sheets uh, the fact sheets are posted um, on uh, another non-government website. It's called PAMI, which is the Prairie Ag Machine Institute uh, out of Portage the Prairie. And um, so those are publicly available. And I know the uh, Manitoba Ag uh, specialists that I talked to in the last few days uh, indicated that uh, they do point producers to them. They have a series of programs, um, financial uh, assistance programs that they run that are geared towards some of those BMPs. So they have a resource management uh, um, planning uh, BMP which allows producers to do uh, site-specific investigations to kind of better understand their um, soil and water situation and you know, better design their, their projects. And they have a BMP geared towards uh, controlled drainage and another BMP uh, geared towards uh, tile water recycling. So, so the fact sheets kind of, they're not necessarily a requirement uh, for that, but they certainly add value to somebody trying to look into that and hopefully they're geared you know, more to the Manitoba experience. Hmm, sounds great. So now uh, as we close this out, I wanted to kind of uh, look to the future and ask, you know, beyond 2022, what do you think will be some of the biggest challenges in water management as well as some of the biggest opportunities? Well, I, I think you're probably familiar with climate change and uh, it's uh, <laughs> It, it seems like um, it seems like to me, anyways, and without a whole lot of uh, detailed look at it, that uh, it is getting warmer. Uh, we have more evapotranspiration, mm -hmm. and so uh, there is likely more opportunity for longer season crops, and those crops are using more water. Um, so there is that side of things, and then I guess the other side is just. Um, maybe the unpredictability or the intensity of rainfalls. And uh, so we had a couple summers back, we had a very dry summer followed by a, a, a fall that was so wet that they could barely get onto the fields. So a mm -hmm. um, lot of unpredictability. And I think what that challenge is, is trying to A, understand it, uh, B, adapt to it. And I suspect that that will take more uh, innovation and in a couple areas. One is um, capturing, storing, and uh, utilizing water on the farm. And then the second part is just understanding the mechanisms of uh, water movement in the soil. So uh, mm -hmm. using technology such as soil moisture, water table monitoring to actually make informed decisions. So I, that's for me, that's kind of the sort of the practical side of things. And uh, I mean, there's a lot of other challenges in the world today that are much larger than that so a bit um, more theoretical <laughs> yeah um but yeah so I, I i do believe that the climate's changing and um and it's uh it's it's going to be um interesting to adapt to it because a lot of the systems that we built in the last 20 years were designed for a, sort of a different climate than uh, mm -hmm. than what we're experiencing or what, what maybe we're going to experience so yeah mm -hmm. 
Sure. Any last thoughts that you wanted to leave us with? Um, thank you so much for uh, the honor. Um, well, thank you. <laughs> it's, uh, it's been a pleasure to me. Yeah, and um, yeah, I. Um, it, it's been a, uh, for me, anyways. It's a it's a great career uh, to be in, working with agricultural producers, with uh, university professors, and um, you know, just uh, I had my grandson uh, yesterday, and we were he was in his rubber boots in the puddles, moving little ice pieces around. So. That's kind of where I started in the backyard, uh, yeah. laying in water, and I, it's just that's all I've been doing for. That's for wonderful. Career as well. So. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Bruce. Thanks for tuning in to Egg Annex Talks, the podcast hosted by the Agriculture Brands of Annex Business Media. You can subscribe to Egg Annex Talks wherever you listen to podcasts, or visit eggannex.com to catch up on all of our other episodes.